Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I am your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know I'm here, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today I am going to be talking to you about what we can do to reduce the risk of discomfort and illness when we're working in the heat. So I did have a different episode scheduled for this week, but with the way the weather has been and the forecast for the coming while, I thought it was really important to get this information out there to give you the tools that you need to keep yourself comfortable and safe and also the people that you might be responsible for in the workplace. And what I'm going to cover in this episode is I'm going to talk about something called thermal comfort, which is usually how we discuss heat in the workplace and how it affects employees. I'm going to talk about the risks and the illnesses that we're trying to avoid in the workplace when we're working in the heat. And then things that you can do both as an employee and as an employer, to help your workers stay safe and comfortable both inside and outside. So there's a few different things we're going to go through. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is heat and temperature in the workplace. So you know, we all know that people experience heat differently. So anyone who knows me knows that I much prefer the cold. I am pretty much intolerable to the heat. 2021 is like degrees celsius sorry is like my max comfortable temperature and once we go over that i start to get uncomfortable and i am more likely to be the person you're going to see darting from shadow to shadow and shade to shade on a sunny day than the person who's going to be out sunbathing in the garden and that's just me some people absolutely love when we get to this weather and they're more than happy to bask in it so the individual experience of heat varies from first person to person and this is in the workplace too so I know myself when I do on-site assessments, I always ask about the environment. And when it comes to temperature, you can have the same open plan office, which has the same temperature in different areas of it. But you will have some users complaining that it is too cold, whereas others are complaining that it's too hot. And there are some people who find it just right. So it is hard to get kind of the sweet spot for temperature for everybody. But in the workplace, when we do talk about kind of workplace heat and management of the heat, we talk about thermal comfort. Now, thermal comfort refers to how comfortable and acceptable the temperature is in the workplace. And this is determined by both the environmental factors, so your temperature and humidity, but also the individual factors, so clothing worn and the physical exertion needed to complete certain tasks. And as a rule, generally, for a workplace to have what's known as an acceptable temperature or an acceptable heat level, 80% of the people based in that space should find the temperature comfortable. So they should have a nice level of thermal comfort. If less than 80% report their workplace as being thermally comfortable and acceptable, then action should be taken to make changes. 
So when we talk about workplace temperatures and workplace heat, that's what we're talking about. We're really talking about thermal comfort because everyone's experience of the objective temperature is different. So what is it that we are trying to avoid? So what do we want our workers to avoid when they're working in the heat? And this applies to inside and outside. So according to the HSENI, employees that are exposed to extreme heat can suffer symptoms that include general discomfort, dehydration, fatigue, exhaustion. And this in itself can reduce productivity levels and increase absenteeism and increase the likelihood of an accident, a workplace accident or near miss occurring. So that's just like, and that's the one I would find the most among, say, DSE users. It's not that they feel ill. It's just that they find the heat in the environment just uncomfortable. Sometimes it's sticky and it makes them feel tired and it makes them lose focus and concentration. So that is one effect that a high workplace temperature or heat, excessive heat in the workplace can cause. But there are illnesses that we want to avoid too. So if you work outside in particular, we're trying to reduce the risk of exposure to the UV rays. So, and according to the HSA, like the annual rates of melanomas and non-melanoma skin cancers are on the increase here in Ireland. Annually, there's over, there's over sorry, 1,000 cases of melanoma and 12,000 cases of non-melanoma skin cancer. So if somebody is working outside, like we know the main cause of skin cancer is UV light and exposure to UV light from the sun um, or sunbeds, but I'm not going to get into that. Sun exposure is the best natural source of our vitamin D and we do need it. Like it's important for general health and well-being, but we do need to be safe when we're outdoors that we are getting the benefit, if you like, of the sunshine, but reducing the exposures to the UV rays. When it comes to people working in the heat and working in the sun, we are looking to avoid one, just as we mentioned, the general kind of discomfort and fatigue associated with a high level of workplace heat. But we're also looking to reduce the risk of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And it is really important that if you're working somewhere that has a high level of heat indoors or outdoors, that you're aware of what you're looking out for. So one, if we are trying to keep an eye out for heat exhaustion, the symptoms that you're looking for are headaches, dizziness and fainting, weakness and wet skin, irritability and confusion, and thirst, nausea, or vomiting. Then if we're moving on then, further up the scale of heat stroke, the person, you might be confused, unable to think clearly, pass out, collapse, or have a seizure, and may actually stop sweating. So it is so important that when you're working in the heat, indoors or outdoors, that you keep an eye on how you're feeling, and if you have colleagues there, that you check in with them to make sure that they are feeling okay. And especially in areas where people have to wear PPE, people have face coverings which are still, you know, widely worn, that check in, not just visibly, but ask, are you okay? And make sure that we're all looking after each other when we're working in the heat. Um, so what can you do to keep cool when you're working indoors? So if I look first, uh, what can you do? What can you as an employee who works indoors in hot weather, in a high heat environment, what can we do to help keep cool and stay comfortable? 
Well, the first thing is to wear light clothing. So try and keep your clothing light. Dress in layers that you can remove easily and put back on if you want. Try and stick with natural fibres like cotton because they're more breathable. Open windows. If you have windows in your work area, open them. And open multiple windows to encourage a natural flow of air throughout your space. And this applies whether you're in an actual on-site work environment or working from home. Make sure you can get a flow of air through the environment and open windows. But at the same time, which seems contradictory, but if the sun is shining directly in your window, there should be blinds or curtains and you should pull them to block the direct beam of sunlight. You will not trap the heat in, which is a really common misconception, I find, especially in Ireland, where we're not really that used to high heat environments like you are in other countries. A lot of us think that if we close the blinds and curtains that we're going to trap in the heat. You're not, but you're, you're reducing the heat that's coming from the direct sunlight in your window. So you can have the window open and the blinds closed or the curtains closed, and you will get the benefit of the increased airflow without the heat from the direct sunlight. Importantly, Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. If two liters of water is what we're supposed to drink on an average day, you would want to up that to three, if not a little bit more during hot days because you are losing water and you don't even notice it. And if you feel thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So you need to keep drinking plenty of water even when you don't feel thirsty. Use a fan to create an airflow through the room. Take frequent breaks from your workstation. So whether it's a desk whether it's an assembly line, whether it's a packing station, whatever it may be, take breaks, move around, get a drink, get some exposure to some fresh air, move to a cooler part. So if you're at home, move to a cooler room. If you're on site, move to a cooler part of the building. Let yourself relax. Give yourself a break before you go back to that environment. And if you are DSE based, take your calls on the move. Try and log into some of your calls through your phone. Take them outdoors in the shade or in a cooler part of the building where you can actually get away from your workstation, get the blood flowing, get some cool air before you go back to the workstation. So that's what you as the employee or as the user can do. But what can you as an employer do? So if you are an employer and you want to reduce the risk of illness and discomfort among your employees and help them maintain comfort during these really hot times, First thing you can do is if you have air conditioning units, make sure they know how to adjust them or get them adjusted if, if it's externally done and install them if we don't have them. Like realistically speaking, I know here in Ireland, we're not the hottest country, but these heat waves are becoming more common and it is becoming a feature. So a little bit of planning can help with that, that if we don't have air conditioning, looking to get it installed as a kind of future cover would be very helpful and if you have it allow them to adjust it or get it adjusted externally if that's how it's managed open more windows as we said to improve airflow and ventilation provide employees with fans install adjustable blinds on the windows provide cool drinking water insulate any hot pipe work that might be moving through the room this is an important one and i feel it's often overlooked move the workstations away from direct sunlight and other sources of heat so let people, especially now with hot desking, like in a lot of offices, we don't have 100% of users in all the time. So you can maybe jump workstations if you, if you do sit down, let employees know that they're free to move around to get out of direct sunlight or move the workstations away. Other sources of heat, and I feel this is one that gets overlooked, but I know from previous experience, this can be a big player in the summer. 
if you are on site and you have a server um, make sure no one is actually sitting near the server they can generate a lot of heat and this is just in my actual own experience they can generate a lot of heat and I do remember working somewhere where there was a computer workstation that was in front of the server and the poor person sat there in the summer was always baked and um, they were so much hotter than everyone else because they were dealing with the heat and humidity of the room but the ex extra heat coming off the server so I would always say try and avoid having anyone near the server, especially when it is um, hot weather. And job and task rotation is important. So if jobs are based in a very warm area or are more physical and need more exertion to carry it out, rotating that among the employees gives everyone a bit of a break from doing the task in the warm area all the time or doing the physically demanding task all the time. So give people a break. And also... Relax the rules on uniform if you have a uniform policy. A lot of uniforms are synthetic and they can be quite heavy. And even in my own experience, again, I did used to have a uniform that was just, it was lovely in the winter, but it, it could be unbearable in the summer. Um, and I never forget one of the reasons I was so happy when I found out I was pregnant the first time was I wasn't, didn't have to wear the uniform anymore um, because it didn't work um, in pregnancy. So I got to stop wearing it and it was, it was great. But Definitely, if you have a uniform policy and the uniform is synthetic and it's quite heavy, relax the rules during a heat wave just to let people wear the lighter clothing and the layers so they can manage their own temperature levels. So that's for people who work indoors. Now, I'm going to move on now to people who are based outdoors. So what can you do to keep cool and protect yourself against UV exposure, importantly, when you're working outdoors? Well, again, drink cool water and plenty of it even if you're not thirsty. Wear a high factor sunscreen and importantly, reapply it frequently. It is not good enough to just put the sun cream on in the morning and think that's going to cover you for the day. It will not. It needs to go on quite frequently. If you can, avoid working outdoors between 11 and 3 or in direct sunlight between 11 and 3. If it's not possible, try and work in a shaded area or try and adjust your tasks that you're doing the less physically demanding tasks dur during 11 to 3. Take regular rest breaks in a cool and shaded area. Wear a hat with a brim to protect your face and neck. Wear shades if you have them and dress for the heat. I know a lot of places you do have PPE that you have to wear but with the clothing that you get to decide aim for light cotton based clothing and funnily enough if you're working outdoors long sleeves I know it's tempting to take the top off or work in a tank top, but by doing that, you're increasing your skin's exposure. It is very likely to, when you take off the top, that there will be parts of you that are not um, protected with sun cream. So you are reducing, increasing the risk. Sorry. So aim for light cotton-based clothing and try and keep it on and make sure it actually covers you. And as an employer, if you look after people who work outside, you need to make sure that your workers are keeping hydrated and that they are protecting their skin from UV exposure. And there's a few things you can do. So again, try and plan the outdoor work where you can, that your employees are not outside during 11 to 3 or not in direct sunlight between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. or that you allow them to do less intense tasks, less demanding tasks during those hours where we can. Limit the duration of exposure when the UV index goes over three. So very important, you should be keeping an eye on the UV index so you can plan the workday where possible. Provide shade. 
So if there is no shaded area or cool area where employees can go to get out of the sun, you should provide artificial shade. So like, you know, a, a marquee, a gazebo, you know, an awning, any, any kind of shaded area should be provided for staff when they're working outdoors. If an internal area is not available, obviously being able to go inside out of the heat altogether for some people is preferable. Give information to employees about how to keep themselves safe in the sun. Ensure they have easy access to safe drinking water. And not only that, allow them the time to go and get the water quite frequently. The hotter it gets, the more frequently they shall be going to have water breaks. Educate employees to self-check for signs of skin cancer. Keep an eye on the UV index, because if it's three or over, we need to really, really be vigilant about their sun exposure. Ensure they can take their breaks out of direct sunlight. Encourage them to cover up, keep their clothing on, collars up, sleeves down, and, you know, like cotton clothing or clothing with a high ultraviolet protection factor um, and wear wide brim hats and sun and sunglasses. Try and encourage them, as I said, to keep the clothes on. And one thing that I think a lot of employers don't think of is to actually provide sun cream, minimum SPF of 30 plus with a high UVA protection level and is water resistant and encourage it to be used and encourage it to be reapplied frequently. And also, if you're noticing that your staff are coming to work with a hat and with a glasses, well, then you know what? Provide them. You're their, you're their employer. You're responsible for their health and safety. So provide the wide brim hats, provide the sunglasses and encourage their use. Because in the long run, you want them to be comfortable and you want to protect their health. So that is um, the general advice. The sources for all this information are the HSCNI, the HSA.ie, OSHA, EU OSHA. Like if you are responsible for employees in the workplace, there's a wealth of information out there for you for what you can do. This was just a quick run through. Um, with information that I hope you can put into practice over the next few days because it is going to get really, really hot. I hope everyone stays safe and well and actually gets to enjoy some of the heat um, and doesn't get too ill and, and avoids heat exhaustion and heat stroke. So everyone stay well. The next episode is going to be the planned episode, which is all about picking the right school bag for your child. Very exciting given the time of year we're in. I know it's a great, very exciting time, especially for um, the junior infants when they get to pick their first school bag. So I'm going to have a podcast episode full of information and tips on that. But for now, I hope everyone enjoys the sun and stays safe. I'll talk to you all next time.